we will be speaking on learning to live by faith. For out of obedience, we can live by faith. Philemon 1.6 That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging that every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. To me, this verse means living out our faith in the practical, that it may become effective. The Lord has definitely tested me in this area, first in the material realm and then in the spiritual realm. In the material realm, he called us to leave South Africa and come to England, where he would give us a ministry. But it was not that easy. While working for two years for someone else, he told us to sell our place in South Africa and we obeyed. But we lost three quarters of the price we got through the rand dropping from two to five rand to the pound almost overnight. After two years, we were then told that the ministry we thought we would be giving us a job were no longer buying the land in Oxfordshire. And I cried out to the Lord, why are they not buying the land? Because you are going to buy it, the Lord replied. But Lord, we don't have enough money to buy land in England. Yes, you have, the Lord replied. We then phoned the ministry up and shared what the Lord had said and they invited us down the following day. We then managed to actually buy the land because it was actually a rubbish dump and a lot cheaper than we had thought. And the Lord restored all that the locusts had written. On this land now called Stand Lake Equestrian Centre and Ranch, the Lord enabled us to build up a very successful riding school for a living. And then, just as a successful residential holiday facility for churches and groups, of up to 50 people to come and enjoy. Plus an international ministry that we run from the prophets from the ranch along with faithful supporters. One day during our earlier years, the Lord said, now employ someone else to run the riding school. I want you to serve me full time. And the Lord showed me the person that I was to employ and after many years, she is still running the riding school and has been an excellent and faithful employee. Serving the Lord in the spiritual realm was just as challenging as in the material realm. He sent me to some rather challenging countries to test my faith, to trust him more. The most challenging trip was to Nigeria on my own. The first city we ministered in was Lagos. Then we went to minister in Port Harcourt and then to a town well inland from the coast. The pastor put me in a five-story hotel and gave me the rest of them and I gave him the rest of my money to exchange for me. But he never came back that day as he should have done. And I missed the meeting where I was supposed to speak at. Nor the second day did he come back nor the third day. And I did not dare leave the room for I feared for my life. I had no food to eat, no water to drink, no air conditioning, and the toilet did not flush. Worst of all, I had no phone, no contact with the outside world, 
and of course no money. I looked out of my window to see if I could see any help, any kind of help, none. My only help was from God himself. I walked up and down that room for three days, crying out to the Lord for his help. Please, Lord, don't let that pastor abandon me here. Please, Lord, bring him to change his mind and come back for me. The hours seemed like eternity those three days. But on the evening of the third day, uh, there was a knock on the door. Who's there? Me, came the familiar voice of the pastor. I opened the door in relief. I thought you had abandoned me. I did think about it, he replied without thinking. Well, we completed the ministry trip together, but it appeared that the Lord had taken me to a new level. The miracle healings were outstanding. Five people were healed at the same moment and a la lady paralyzed from 22 years from a stroke who could not walk or speak could suddenly get up and walk and speak. There were so many healings and deliverances that the people became highly excited and began to shower me with money notes which our ushers gave, gathered up and gave to me later. The money given me was exactly enough to the last note to pay my airfare back to Lagos so I could fly home. This is our God, the living God who delivers us from the worst nightmare situations and provides for every need. There has to be a need in order for the need to be answered. There has to be a sickness for healing to occur. There has to be a problem for the problem to be solved. And our God does it all. And through it, teaches us how to walk by faith. And faith is not just for overseas, but also for where we live. We were told to sell our property overseas, and the Lord led us to buy an old shop that had been closed since 1985. Now, what am I to do with a shop? But I obeyed the Lord and bought it and began to renovate it. About halfway through, I was finding the work difficult and prayed, Lord, I must have heard you wrong this time. And the Lord said, see what I shall do. Two weeks later, I completed the work and I heard a knock on the door. As I walked to the door, the Lord spoke saying, see what I have done. I opened the door to see Char Charlie and Jackie, both retired, whom I had not seen in years since the Lord had raised Charlie from a wheelchair. They told me that God had sent them. So I showed them the shop. What are we going to do with a shop? They asked. I don't know. Ask God. Well, they ended up renting the shop. And the Lord then led them into the most amazing ministry. First, they put Bible verses over beautiful photos and placed them in the shop window. These they changed every week. They then placed a notice on the shop door saying, Poppin, which then became the name Poppins. People from all walks of life have popped into their shop for a coffee and a chat, often to end up receiving Jesus as Lord and Saviour. They led 50 people to Christ the first year and now lead discipleship meetings each week there as well.
we had to take the wall down into the storeroom last year to enlarge the shop to fit more people into it. And other villages in Wales are now also opening similar shops to bring people to Christ. 1 Timothy 1.14 says, And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. And this verse has certainly been realized in our ministry and will be in yours as well. And 2 Timothy 1.13 says, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. Well, reading the Bible regularly is so important as you never know when his word is needed. And we need to know his word in order to step out in faith on the word, knowing that behind every word of God is a power of heaven. Whether we, God speaks to us from the Bible through a remote word, the actual utterance from the mouth of God, obedience is as important. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Faith comes when we believe and know that Jesus is alive. And faith for the impossible is activated through prayer. But unbelief is the greatest obstacle to overcome. Matthew 17, 17 to 20 says, And Jesus said to them, It's because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, Remove to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. Faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains? Yes, because faith is stronger than mountains, because God created the mountains and God cannot lie. That is the ultimate faith God calls us to, to believe that, to walk in it, but it's not easy. Anyway, I was told the story from a book written by Marco Polo. I'm not sure if it's in volume one or two, but it's in one of them. There are books of his travels. And these are not even Christian books. Anyway, some Christians had been arrested for their faith in Jesus. The captors had read the scripture of the mustard seed and said to them, If your God can move this mountain, your lives will be saved. If not... We will kill you in three days. The Christians called out to God to move the mountain. And on the first day, nothing happened. The second day, nothing happened. And the third day, still nothing was happening. They asked God why nothing was happening. And the Lord said that they kept asking him to move the mountain instead of commanding it themselves to leave in his name. They then began to pray differently and took command in the name of Jesus and to their amazement that mountain suddenly moved through an earthquake and the whole community became Christians. Hebrews 
6.18 says, By two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge and lay hold upon the hope set before us. It is impossible for God to lie. That is so comforting, so reassuring, so faith-building. We can depend on it. In fact, if we look around us, this alone makes sense. There's definitely sin, sickness and death. There's definitely a spiritual realm with both demonically negative spirits that plague mankind as well as the positive Holy Spirit of God that sets us free. These two things alone say that Hebrews 6.18 is 100% true. But the devil is a father of lies. This is easy to believe too because one sees it all around us daily, especially the area of sin where people believe the devil and believe his lies and live their lives accordingly. They then come against huge consequences of what they've done with great regret. John 8.44 says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and a father of it. It's who do we believe, God or the devil? If you believe the devil, the impossible will always stay impossible for you. But if you believe God and have faith, the impossible will become possible for you. It's up to you. In the scriptures, they speak of three kingdoms. One, the kingdom of heaven run by God and his angels. Two, the kingdom of darkness and hell run by the devil, the fallen angels and the demons. Three, the kingdom of this world where man is born spiritually dead unable to understand spiritual things because of the fall of man. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Through the fall of man in Genesis, when man, Adam and Eve disobeyed God by listening to the devil, and eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they became spiritually dead, to be born of the flesh only. That is why spiritual things are foolishness to them, and they cannot discern spiritual truths. But those of us who are born again into the eternal life, into the kingdom of God in heaven, where we should be living from right now, that is because we've chosen to receive Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, and to walk in righteousness and truth. And this choice enables us to discern spiritual truths. This is because Jesus, through our choice to follow him, has transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness, where we are born, into the kingdom of light, that's the kingdom of heaven. Let's see what the scripture says. 
Matthew 4, 23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease amongst the people. We see here how Jesus shows us the kingdom of heaven by sharing the gospel of the kingdom and healing all sicknesses and disease. Healing is part of God's kingdom. Then 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Here we learn that the kingdom of God is not just in word, but in power. The kingdom of God is real. It works in our everyday lives, especially when we share the gospel message. Sharing the gospel message seems to draw healing miracles of God down upon man in power and reality as people get healed and realize that God has just healed them. And then Luke 17, 20 to 21 says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus was trying to tell the Pharisees that they needed to receive the kingdom of God within them. As one either receives evil within or goodness within. So with the kingdoms. Whatever kingdom we receive is the kingdom we belong to and where we will spend all eternity in. And this alone makes us realize the importance of receiving and following Christ because he only can transfer us totally out of the kingdom of darkness into the everlasting kingdom of God in heaven. We need to receive his kingdom into our hearts and lives now that his kingdom will be truly within us. And today is Easter Sunday. What is it speaking about? On Good Friday, Jesus died on the cross to break the power of sin, sickness and death. He took your sin, your sickness, your problems, your hurts, your insecurities, your problems from the past, your abuses, every hurt you've ever been through and died in your place to break you out of these negative things. And he died on the cross and then three days later Jesus rose from the dead which is actually tomorrow, Easter Monday, in total and complete victory over every sin, every sickness, every demonic thing, and over death itself. And then he ascended to heaven, where he sits right now at the right hand of God, wanting to forgive your sin this morning. Heal your sick body and give you eternal life. It is the most important thing in the whole of history. Good Friday and 
resurrection day when Jesus rose from the dead for you and me. We have a choice. Which kingdom do you want to spend all eternity in? The kingdom of darkness ruled by the devil and his demons or the kingdom of heaven ruled by God and his angels in paradise where there's no more sin, no more sickness, no more death. What glory! And if you want to be transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven today, you need to make a choice. You need to receive what Jesus has done for you on the cross. What a glorious day today to receive what Jesus has done for you on the cross. And I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer. And today is a wonderful day to do it. You will never forget it for all eternity. The day you were born into the kingdom of heaven. Say the simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness from this moment on and forever. Please forgive me and thank you for forgiving me. Please transfer me now out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of heaven. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Saviour and baptise me in your glorious Holy Spirit. I receive you now. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your new life now. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if you have said that prayer, you're born again to eternal life a new life. You're born again, like being born into this earth. You're now being born spiritually to eternal life. A few things you need to do. Pray every day. Get to know the, your living God and Father. You're now a child of your Father in heaven. Father God in heaven through what Jesus, his Son, did for you on the cross. So pray every day. Two, buy yourself a Bible and read it every day for the Bible will train you in truth and righteousness and wisdom. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Bible. B-I-B-L-E Basic instructions before leaving earth. Buy that book. Find yourself a Bible-believing church and join it and share your testimony and arrange to get baptised in water which confirms the decisions you've made today. For as you go under the water, you identify with the death of Jesus. And as you come out of the water, you are born again to eternal life where the kingdom of darkness has no more influence on your life in any form or manner.
because you are now a citizen of the kingdom of heaven on this earth and for all eternity. This is fabulous news. And also tell others what you have done. Well, have a glorious, glorious, glorious day today. Resurrection Sunday. God bless you and I'll now hand back to our host. Lord, we lift up every listener that's listening on this radio now and for the entire nation of Sierra Leone. Oh, Lord, that they will turn to you, that they will allow you to transfer them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, everlasting life. Lord, I pray that each person will consider and receive you as Lord and Saviour, that this great country of Sierra Leone may be highly blessed by you. I ask you this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then what is your last word this morning? Turn to Jesus. Receive the message of Resurrection Sunday and be transferred into the kingdom of heaven now and forever. Amen. Amen. We want you to join us this morning by 10 a.m. this morning. We have a powerful 